is Friday, October 4th, 2019, and the Flyers are already 1-0. As yes, we sir. Play, as we played at 11 a.m. Pacific time, which is, I mean, great for me because they're playing in the Czech Republic, and Travis Konechny looks like a god already. It's quite, quite, quite incredible. What did he have? He two had, goals. yeah, two goals. Um, this, this backhander he had had me out of my chair. Uh, just take a listen. Oh, we get some four-on-four four hockey, and then eventually that brief man advantage available to the Hawks. Here's Lawton stealing the puck. Lawton to Konechny right up the middle. Angles into the back and it scores. A beauty from Konechny. He's already got two. And the Flyers lead three to one as they score four on four. He's got him standing up here. So yeah, that was that was incredible, incredible move. Uh, and the Blackhawks are obviously on their downturn, but still, still a decent team. They're not. Uh, they're not. 2010, 2013, 2015. They fought back really hard. Oh yeah. So the the Flyers were up three to one. It should have been three to one going into the third, but uh, uh, former USA World Junior player Alex DeBrinket had a uh, a one timer that uh, made it three two with uh, less than twenty seconds left in the period. So um, you know they they kept coming hard. Uh, it was 4-2 Flyers. Blackhawks scored another late one to make it 4-3. They, they wouldn't go away. Uh, it made me a little nervous. But I think the Flyers were just flat out a better team. Yeah. No, and everything, as as I said in previous episodes, we have no excuses anymore. There is there is no excuse to not do anything. And uh, let me see if you let me see if you agree with these points that uh, I had a buddy make. It said, uh, Flyers special teams look incredibly improved from last year on both ends. Definitely. Uh, not it's, it, Honestly, it's not hard for them to improve because they were right, total right. shit they were terrible. the last few years. Right. They were uh, like, uh, what, like 26th? I, I can't remember the, the exact stat, but it was like 26th in penalty kill and 22nd in power play or something like that. Yeah, it was not great. No. Uh, Carter Hart looks solid. I thought so. Yeah. Just and that's all. That's literally all I'm asking out of a fucking goalie. That's that's all I'm asking. Just give me solid. Don't, especially I don't, especially a goalie that's younger than we are. Yeah, I don't want inconsistency. I want just give me consistent every night. If you let in one or two a night, we have the offense that can handle that. Exactly. But if you get to three and four, and we gotta go to we gotta go to a fucking dogfight every like every other night, it's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think we're good, and uh, Travis Connect is making the All Star team this year. Yeah, and your uh, your boy Katoria, even though he didn't show up on the score sheet, he had a lot of uh, Grade A chances. Uh, he didn't bury any of them, any of them, but he, he got some quality shots on net. He he was all over the puck. Drew was doing his thing. Voracek playing in front of the uh, the hometown crowd in the Czech Republic. He he was on fire. Um, and like the the new guys, the new guys in defensive end. Niskanen and um, uh, Justin Braun, like I, I like it. We got some veterans back there. I to to help uh, Ghost and um, uh, Ivan Provorov. I, it's a it's a pretty complete team that the Flyers have right now. And I'm not saying Stanley Cup at the <laughs> obviously because it's it's game one out of eighty two. 
But I'm saying like they they have the roster that I that I really really like, and I don't I think mean, there's a lot of weaknesses on this team right now. I mean, it's it's the last like what six years we start off the first month just garbage. Like the first two weeks we go like one and seven. Right. Yeah. And well, then, this and then, and then we finally turn it on. It's like, well, why don't we just start with the? Let's start with like. Give me five hundred. Well, here's the thing, John. I think that. We're now four and zero in our last four season openers. Yes, but then it takes a fucking nosedive after that. Right after exactly. But the other thing is four and zero in those last four openers. None of them have been at Wells Fargo Center. Which I mean, that's just the that's just Bettman trying to fuck us over. But you know, apparently. I mean, you you know my hatred for Gary Bettman. <laughs> you know, you know, and I I I'm not alone in this hating of him. I'm right. not alone. Mm-hmm. He's our version of Goodell, obviously. But uh, Well, yeah, because he's the commissioner, but yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say Gary Bettman, commissioner of the NHL. Uh, yeah, and then how did you think Hayes looked? I think he created chances. I like, I like. I'm really, really excited to have him here. He, it, it seemed like he kind of was just... Uh, I don't know. When he was with the Rangers... He kind of flew under the radar for me because he had, like, so much talent around him. Right. Um, you know, Zuccarello. Uh, I, I don't know if he ever played with St. Louis or not, but, you know, Chris Kreider, guys mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to him. But then when the Flyers got him here, um, I looked into him a little more, and I was like, well, this guy actually... Like I, I should not have overlooked him. He actually has a lot of potential. He was a, uh, he was a teammate of Johnny Goudreau at uh, Boston College. So, um, you know, he he he's played with some good people. He actually has a lot of potential, and uh, I'm excited to have him here. I really like him. And he was, uh, I was surprised actually. He was, um, it looked like he took Couturier's spot on power play one. Uh, Couturier was on power play two. I so mean, maybe maybe AV just wants to just wants to shake things up because it obviously wasn't working last year. Whatever we were doing, right? Probably. It wasn't well, working, so switch it up, and then if Couturier like lights a fire under his ass, which I mean he always has it, but maybe just a little more. Just uh, Vino saying, "Get your fucking shit together. You're gonna stay here." You like, also go, go ahead. Finish that thought. Where he was, he's like, he's like, I know we paid Kevin Hayes the uh, the big bucks, but. I mean, you're, you've been here, so I want you to earn this spot. It's not just going to be given to you. The, thi- the thing I was going to bring up is the first four years of Kevin Hayes' uh, NHL career was under Elaine Vigneault in New York. So you also got to remember that. Th- th- they're very familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's a big part of it. So what was so Power Play 1 was Hayes, Van Riemsdyk, Ghost, Giroux, and Voracek, right? Yeah. That's that's probably what I would have. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with this decision. I, he, Vino has shown me that I can trust him, and he's not gonna. He's not fucking hackstall. Thank Christ for that. Uh, yeah, I trust him completely. Even though he like he he's gotten to Stanley Cup Finals, but lost them simply because they were outmatched. Uh, See that way, yeah. Both times with the when he was with the Canucks against the Bruins and then uh, the Rangers against the Kings. Yeah. So 
he was, he was that a, series was that like that was a series that they definitely could have won. Which I series? think that the, that Kings Rangers series. Okay. They I think the first two games they they lost both of them in overtime, and both of those games they had third period leads. Right. So uh, he's a coach that he can win. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm so excited about the Flyers this year. It's like coach, goaltending, forwards, and defense. They're really good. And a competent GM. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, I'd like to, before we move on from this, I want to make a small note. Uh, Braden Shen just got paid today. I believe it was eight years, $52 million. And uh, the Flyers could have had him if Ron fucking Hextall wasn't such a goddamn idiot and traded him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Ryan has told you how pissed I was when I saw that trade. I, right. You were beside yourself. I I had to leave the room. Was the, it was during the draft, right? Yeah, it was during the... We had a draft on TV, and then Hextall trade Shen for some fucking scraps. Yori Laterra. Yeah, we're going to trade our second-line center for absolutely shit. Just shit. And I think... So who are our centers now? So you got uh, Hayes is one. They moved Giroud to left wing. Yeah, and the so, Couturier's um, one. Right. So, uh, is Scott Lawton a center? I can't I, even remember. I believe so, yes. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at positions. I just know forwards and defensemen. That's right. honestly it. But either way, so we could have had we could have had Couturier, Hayes, and Shen mm-hmm. as our three centers. I mean, that's just, that'd be incredible. I don't even know who you put on the third line. Because Braden Shen was so fucking good, and it's like, okay, we paid Hayes all this money, and then Kateri has just been solid his entire career. But, I, I mean, whatever. Thank God Hextall's gone. Thank God what? the entire old regime is just gone. Because they've been fucking us for five years. No one Patrick is the center, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so eventually, theoretically, he's going to come back. Yeah. So we have him also. Hopefully he's going to come back. I pray to God. And then that just adds another, I'd say, nearing an all-star level for Patrick if he can turn it on from last year. But either way, Flyers look Flyers look good in the first game. One to no, baby. That's all that matters. Thursday night football, we had the Rams and the Seahawks in what you texted me, Andrew, was better than last week's Eagles-Packers game. I think it was. Well, I, I just I texted you that because you you said the last time we recorded coming off of a Thursday night game that that Eagles-Packers game was one of the best Thursday night games you've seen. Yep, and it was. I think this Hawks-Rams game topped it. it that was exciting. So, should, should we start with the, the Clay Matthews play? Yeah. He's becoming notorious. Like, there, there are players like Vontez Perfect and Indomitian Sue. Well, Indomitian Sue early in his career, not lately, but I know but I know your point. Right. That were notorious for cheap shots and bad penalties. Clay mm-hmm. Matthews is becoming notorious for having penalties called on him that were total BS. And last night, uh, like, I'm, I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, we've lost football. He, okay, so here's, here's what people in general will say. 
if you slow down any play, it will look like a penalty. It's it's hard because in 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 real time versus slow motion is very different. They slowed down that roughing the passer penalty, and even then I was like, "What is this referee talking about?" My man Clay Matthews comes in, puts his shoulder right in the chest of number three. It's not late at all. He's following through on his play, and they call a a, a roughing the passer. And I'm like, if you're not allowed to do that, what are you allowed to do? Defense, I mean, I feel defense. so bad for Clay Matthews because this is not the first time this has happened to him. I mean, this sucks. He's he's not a dirty player. He just isn't. He plays hard, no. but he plays the game the right way. And I, I like fucked. him a lot. He's getting fucked at every single turn. That's the problem. And you know why? Because... Because the fucking quarterbacks are all divas now. Russell Wilson included. Big Ben, Lamar, Lamar, every fucking quarterback. I did, I, okay, so I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think Russell Wilson's a diva. I guarantee mm, you. Okay, okay. Maybe not, maybe not on the field, but off the field, he's, he's definitely a, uh. He's, I don't, he's if you, if he's you asked him, if you asked him, I don't think that he would say, oh yeah, that was a penalty. No, I do no, I do not, because I think he's on the field he's very respectable and everybody respects him and he's a very good quarterback. And he's Absolutely. and he's very underrated because of his the height thing, obviously. But he is Seattle's heart and soul. That's that that team runs through Russell Wilson. Well yeah, I've said this before. Him and Bobby Wagner, pretty much the two of them, those four hands are what keep that entire team afloat. Because it's, like, it's definitely Seattle's not Pete Carroll. Four and one somehow. Yeah, it's definitely not Pete Carroll. I'll tell you that. Okay, so so, uh, Goff late in the game throws an interception to uh, uh, the receivers ever. I can't remember his first name though. I can't, I kept wanting to call him Chris because of that whole Jim Rome. Uh, do you remember that? What? When Jim Rome got in the fight with? Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. What was his? What was the quarterback's real name? I can't. I can't remember. Fuck. God damn it. But I know. But I know what you're talking about. If you haven't seen it, just go on YouTube and and type in Jim Rome fight. It'll come right up. Yeah. But but he, I, I he called the guy Chris Everett, who was a female tennis player. But yeah. there was a Rams quarterback back in the day. Was it? Was it Jim Everett? I think it was. Okay. So <laughs> it was mad because Jim Rome. Uh, was was dogging on him for not being good, so he called him Chris Everett, who was I a mean, female tennis player. Jim and then, dogs on everybody. That's just his thing, right? And then this particular Rams quarterback flipped the table over, attacked Jim Rome. That's neither here nor there. It's just funny that there's a Rams receiver named Everett. So I kept calling him Chris Everett, and he earned that nickname because he dropped that pass that led to the that interception that uh, Thompson had for the Seahawks. Yeah. So the Rams step uh, step up big. Get uh, it's third and two, and the Seahawks decide to go with an option play. Russell Wilson is getting wrapped up in the backfield and has the brilliant idea of pitching it farther backwards, so they lose even more yards. So like the Rams are thinking like 
after this interception, they're like, we may not even get the ball back. Not only did they get the ball back, they have it back in like pretty decent field position. Goff, to his credit, I uh, I don't think that he was worthy of that number one overall pick. Whoa, yeah. Be- oh, yeah. So you so you'd rather have the Rams taking Wentz and you had Goff. Well, of course, I wouldn't rather that. I love Carson Wentz. <laughs> Obviously, but what you're telling me is he's not worthy of the pick, so if that's the case, then the Rams should have picked Wentz. Basically, what I'm saying is he's been a little bit overrated. Just a little bit. I, I, I'm i not going to say he's a total bust. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think he's slightly overrated. All right? And he, he hasn't done a whole lot to prove me wrong. I know he was in a Super Bowl last year. But that's because of a bad pass interference call so and it was you, absolute dog shit in the Super Bowl. Are you putting all of this on Goff? You're putting no blame on McVay here? No, of course not. Okay, well, that's I, I'm just confirming because it's it's not all Goff's fault. I mean, no. he, when, when he had Jeff Fisher as a coach, he lost eight straight games to start his career. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, Mc- we've talked about Jeff Fisher on this podcast. He he is not the quarterback whisperer by any no, means. It's not. I love Jeff Fisher though. Can't deny it. However, he goes from Jeff Fisher losing eight straight games to McVeigh eleven and five, and then what were they last year? Twelve and four, thirteen three, so around there. Something like that. Yeah. Right. And then it's it's like it's like okay, they had McVeigh. They've they've started to figure out what McVeigh does, and now McVeigh's just got to adjust. That's all it is. But I don't, I, I don't think golf's over. I think golf is rated just. I think golf's rated perfectly, because he's not on the. He's not at that elite level yet, if he ever does get there. But he is a very, very good quarterback. So he was in the 30s in the NFL top 100. Is that where you would have him? Is he yeah. in the top? Is top 40? Yeah, I. Yep, I think that's perfect. Okay. Because because most of it because if he was doing this. If he was doing this, like, with Fisher putting up all these numbers, then I would have him much higher because he has he would have had a defensive head coach. But since he has McVay, and McVay is an offensive genius, as we've seen because everybody who's had a cup of coffee with McVay gets a head coaching job somewhere, uh, Matt LaFleur, Zach Taylor, uh, you, get, you get what I'm talking about. But because he has McVay, it's going – he's right – he's – in the very good category. He's not great yet. All right. So. Well, anyway, the Rams, d- Russell Wilson makes a bad decision in pitching that ball back. Rams get the ball back, and Goff, to his credit, even though I said he was overrated, drove them to where they needed to be driven. Um, so what they were at... Uh, let's see, not the, th- they were like roughly around the 40 and got a false start penalty. Uh-huh. So they had a third and 15 and Goff completed a pass to not Chris Everett, the, the unnamed Everett. Right. Got them, got out of bounds with at like 20 seconds left. The Rams didn't have any timeouts. So it's fourth and five. They, you know, they have to kick. 44 it's a 44 yard field goal Greg Zerline comes out and I'm telling you Greg Zerline probably makes this kick anywhere in between eight or nine times out of ten he, like he's a he, good kicker he's got a very strong leg he's Greg the leg he's Greg the leg he's Legatron this is what he does 
And it, to this point, I think he was three for three on field goals to this point, right? Or something like that? I think so. Yeah. So it was just, he missed the field goal. Uh, I can't put, pin this uh, loss on golf. Goff. Um, but to tell you the honest truth, after watching both of these teams, I don't think the Seahawks or Rams are anything like they used to be. I, I, like, if I, as an Eagles fan in the NFC, I am not really trembling in my shoes at the Seahawks or Rams. That's just me. No. I, I wouldn't. The Rams aren't what they were last year, but also they, uh, that defense is a little depleted. Um, and then, uh, oh, what? Golf doesn't, I mean, Todd Gurley was Todd Gurley last year until he got hurt, so he's not, he's not what he was. And it paid. looked for a while that neither of the teams wanted to win. Yeah, it was going to come down to who makes the last mistake. Right. Quite literally. And that's what happened. So, uh, either way, side note of that, uh, the Rams did backdoor cover plus one and a half. So. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's all because the Seahawks uh, failed on that two-point conversion attempt. Exactly. Vegas, so. baby. So uh, let's do let's do our NFL picks for the weekend. Let me see here. Let's pull this up. Sam Darnold is out for the Jets again. Well, yeah, so I, I figured that. All right, we have first one. We have Falcons Texans. Uh, Texans. I you you've heard my uh my beef with the Falcons. They're, the Falcon the Falcons they're bad. bad. The Falcons are so bad. Uh, I, I'm going Texans as well. Bills, Titans. Matt Barkley is starting. Uh, yeah. Unless, gonna... unless something drastic happens with Josh Allen, he's clear. You know what's interesting? I have... Who do you have? The Bills. You have the Bills? Yeah. I have the Titans. This game's in Tennessee. Yeah. 59% have the Bills. You know why? I don't. You see that defense against Tom Brady last week? Uh, yeah, but still. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota is not Tom Brady. Uh, and if and if they could hold Brady to, what, 16 points? Was that what it was? Yeah, 16 to 10. Yeah, if they can hold Brady to 16, I don't think Mariota's getting more than 10. I, I mean, I think it's a different atmosphere since they're at home. Plus, I, I, the Titans I, put up 43 against Cleveland, and... That was also defensive. How many did they put up against Atlanta? I can't remember. 24 or 31 or something, somewhere in there. I, I mean, I, I can't pick Matt Barkley on the road to beat the Titans. I mean, I, I don't believe in the Titans at all as a team for this season, but, like, I also equally don't believe in the Bills, so I, I'll pick Tennessee. At, at defense, man. I'm going with the dog. Uh, we have Bears, Raiders, 1-2-3, Bears. Uh, yeah, Bears. That game's in London. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, speaking of backup quarterbacks, by the way, Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Oh. Can't, can't. Um, the Raiders have impressed me this year. They're a lot better. I gave them credit for, but yep. that bear that Bears defense is as as we expected. 
They're, they they're are, very good. Yeah, the Raiders are better than uh, advertised. However, it is, it's Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is coming right. for revenge. It, <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't even think about that. Khalil, Khalil Mack revenge game. Um, so there's that. Here's a, a tough one. Cardinals Bengals, the battles, the battle of the defeated. Mm-hmm. Cardinals 0-3-1, Bengals 0-4. I'm going with the Cardinals. I, I I like the Cardinals also. Because I mean, the Bengals last week that was bad. I mean, that was really really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand it's a steal. You know a stat? Andy Dalton in his nine seasons as the Bengals quarterback has never put up more than 21 points against the Steelers. Wow. Yeah. So, nine years, that's 18-plus games plus that playoff game. So, yeah. So, in 19 games, he can't put up more than 21 points. Yeah. I, I picked the Cardinals just because they have – Something to play for. They're playing for a young rookie quarterback. They know they're building for the future. I don't know if the Bengals have any plan whatsoever for the future. I, I don't. I don't think they. I the the Bengals might be tanking because I think it's time to move off Andy Dalton. I think it was time to move off Andy Dalton two years ago. Uh, probably longer than that. Yeah. What, like what was his ceiling? What was the best he's ever been? Matt Ryan, not Matt Ryan MVP, just Matt Ryan. Right. I like, think that that's that's his ceiling, and that, and I mean, of course, he's in my division, and I love the Bengals to be the Bungles, which they've been for pretty much all of my life. Uh, out of take out about two years, like oh five and uh, what was the other one? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fifteen. Whenever the Bengals won the division, when the, the when the Bengals are good, they're really good, but when they're bad, they are really fucking bad like it it is one it is one way or the other they're really good or really bad they're, they're not like in between 2015 was the year that the Steelers played the Bengals in that that like backyard brawl type game right where uh perfect like hit the hit the uh Antonio around the head with a shoulder yeah remember that game oh I remember yeah that was that game uh so yeah we both got the Cardinals. Uh, Vikings-Giants. This game is in New York. I mean, I hate both of the teams. On <laughs> Honestly, I don't trust either of them. I'll go Vikings. Just because I'm not sure if the Vi- uh, the Giants are for real or not with Daniel Jones. Um, but I'll, I'll take Minnesota. Did you, the- did you hear that uh, Saquon was back at practice? I did. I saw the video. Is he... A, a robot or a human? I'm not sure. I, we both know he's not human. Come on. We both know this. I'm going with the Giants simply because uh, Kirk Cousins sucks. I mean, he sucks. Did you see the video of his gender reveal when the when the fucking the cardboard box or the stump tree stump, whatever the fuck it was, was three yards in front of him and he almost missed it? No. <laughs> It was not good. It was not good. I mean, this thing, it was about, it was like the size of like a cardboard box. And he hit the low, he hit the lower left end from three yards away. He was picking corners. $84 million guaranteed, Vikings fans. You paid this man 
$84 million guaranteed. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're talking that much shit because after the Eagles play the Jets, they're at Minnesota. So I get to take on my old arch nemesis, Kirk Cousins, who well, is well, one of my least favorite NFL players of all time. Agreed. However, uh, the, the Eagles have a winning record, right? Or no? We're 2-2. Two and two. So if the Eagles win uh, on Sunday, then you know damn well Kirk Cousins isn't winning. Right, because he doesn't beat teams with winning exactly. records. Exactly. Right, which is exactly. Also, which is also why I'm taking the Giants, because the Giants are 2-2. Two two. So yeah. this, this could go back and forth. Uh, Patriots, Redskins. 1-2-3 Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Colt McCoy is starting. Uh, go over, Texas. And uh, it's it's come out that uh, Jay Gruden didn't want Haskins in the first place, and Haskins knows it because Dan Snyder's just a fucking idiot and always will be. Um, Buccaneers, Saints. Buccaneers at, at Saints. Yes, I'm taking the Saints as well. Uh, even even though Tampa Bay beat uh, the Rams last weekend, I still like the Saints because if the Saints can get it done with Teddy Bridgewater, imagine when Breeze comes back. I I always thought of the Saints as an offensive team, but that defensive line last week against Dallas really, mm-hmm. really showed me something. Uh, Cameron Jordan and company, they got all kinds of pressure on Dak Prescott, and I, I totally low-balled them, and I shouldn't have. And what's the, the corner, Marshawn Lattimore? Mm-hmm. I, I always get him confused with Marcus Lattimore, who is the running back that went to South Carolina. Right. Always get them confused, disrespectful on my part. I should figure it out. But uh, that Saints defense is for real also. So, uh, yeah, I, the Saints are a very complete team. God help us all when Drew Brees comes back because that that's a team that's going to really, really compete for a Super Bowl. So I'll take the Saints. Uh, Eagles, Jets. Eagles. One, two, three, Birds. Uh, simply because Sam Darnold's not there. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. Uh, Ravens. Ravens are going to Pittsburgh. I, actually, I I like the Ravens on the road. I'll take I'll take Lamar and the boys. I hope that defense fucking has figured it out because that was embarrassing. That was fucking embarrassing. I believe in you, Johnny. I I, I think your team's gonna get it done on the road. Right, let's fucking hope. Uh, Jaguars at Panthers. Gardner. I'm riding it. Jags. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Broncos at Chargers. Yeah, uh, Chargers. I don't think this is much of a contest. I mean, Vic Fangio's getting fired. If he doesn't, if he goes into like week twelve or thirteen without a win, he's getting fired. I I, I think the Broncos before too long are going to have a fire sale. I was listening to a uh, Philly sports radio today, and we're we're already talking about maybe striking up a trade to get Emmanuel Sanders to Philly because the Broncos have absolutely nothing. Yep, right. They don't. Uh, we have Packers, Cowboys. So I got the Packers. Uh, it is As on this I. this uh, ESPN pigskin pick'em thing. Sixty three percent have the Cowboys. Uh, Johnny, give me those stats about uh, the last two times that Aaron Rodgers played in Dallas. The last two times Aaron Rodgers has played in Dallas, meaning the so it would be the twenty fifteen. No, 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 no. 2016 playoffs. 2016 playoffs. So, uh, so Dak and Zeke's rookie year when Dallas had a first round bye, mm-hmm. and then the following year, early in the season, a Rod went back to Dallas. 
Aaron Rodgers' average stats in those two games are what, John? His QBR is 78.6. Yards per game is 288. Touchdowns per game is 2.5. He's completing 65% of his passes. And the big one, no interceptions. Yeah. Hammer the fucking Packers, baby. Oh, yeah. They're a dog. The, the Cowboys are nothing. The Cowboys are... Okay, so they 3-0. Redskins, Giants, Dolphins. The first time they had a chance to prove something, they played the Saints at New Orleans. Zeke had 30 yards rushing, and Dak only put up 10 points. And in that Saints game, the Saints were giving them the secondary because the secondary did not play well. But the Cowboys mm-hmm. just didn't do anything because Jason Garrett is just Jason Garrett. Well, Amari Cooper is banged up. I'll give him that. How, that doesn't matter. If the Saints are giving you... They're giving you passes, and you just keep running the ball because they're stacking eight in the box, and you refuse to throw. That's on you, not the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but by, by the way, those last two games, Packers won both of them. Oh yeah, of course they did. And Skip Bayless went and cried in his little hole. Uh, we have Colts at Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. And then finally, we have. Browns at San Francisco. Okay. Good Good for the Browns for getting primetime football two of the last four weeks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or two because, of the last three, right? Because everybody's going to suck their dick. I don't give a shit if they blew us out. Just overrated. Still going to say it. Uh, that being said, I am going to take the Browns, though. Are you, Ashley? I am. I got the 49ers. I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Is, I think I. So what? That game, that's the Monday night game, isn't it? Yeah. It might be it might actually be a decent Monday night game. Yeah. Who, I who I like uh I like Jimmy Garoppolo to take care of business. Who knows? Right. There's there's always one uh great Monday night game a year. We had the Chiefs Rams last year which was probably the greatest Monday night game I think I've ever seen in my life. One of the best, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, that was just 104 points. It just, won an ESPY. Oh yeah. Give me that every fucking week. If ESPN can get that every goddamn week, Monday Night Football will be back to the highest uh, or the most watched football game of the weekend. So, that is that. Okay, I will get to my locks of the week. I have I have New England minus 15.5 over the Redskins simply because Colt McCoy is starting and not Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, even though... His uh, he threw three interceptions last week. He's still better than Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is very average. He's a very good backup, but he's not. He's definitely not a starter in this league. So, uh, and New England also is coming off a win, but a scary win against Buffalo. And Washington's defense is just it's not great. So New England minus fifteen and a half. I know it's large, still a risk, but can't go broke betting against the Patriots. Just can't. Last twenty years, just can't. Uh, Buffalo plus three and a half against the Titans. I will take Buffalo because that defense is going to be very good. As I said earlier, they did. They made Tom Brady look not great last week, and Marcus Mariota is not Tom Brady. Uh, Therefore, I'm taking Buffalo plus three. Uh, Jacksonville, I'm taking them as well, plus three and a half against the Panthers because uh, Cam Newton's still not starting. Uh, they have Kyle Allen going again. Uh, but right, Andrew? What? Kyle Allen starting for the uh, Panthers. As far as I know. 
Yes. So I have the Jaguars plus three and a half, and you don't bet against Gardner Minshew. You just don't fucking do it, people. It's you just mustache. don't. You don't. Uh, I have the L.A. Chargers minus six and a half against the Broncos. As we said earlier, the Broncos are just dog shit, and I feel the Chargers will cover that very easily. And last but not least, I have Green Bay plus three and a half going to Dallas, as I've as we mentioned the stats just a minute ago for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Dallas and just pick them apart. How Dallas is a dog, or at least a three and a half point dog, I realize it's on the road, but I think this game this game was close to being a pick 'em. I think. Green Bay is a three and a half point dog. Yes. Thoughts on that? Well, you act. You said Dallas. Well, no, I said I'm taking Green Bay plus three and a half. No, but you said Dallas is a three and a half point dog. No, no, no. Green Bay is a great three and a half point dog. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. No. Don't see it from Dallas. So that is that. Also, one other game I would keep an eye on is the Cardinals and the Bengals because the the Bengals are favored by three at home. So. I'd keep an eye on that. I don't know which way I'm going on that. That's why it was not in my five locks of the week. So that is the NFL. Let's get to let's get some college games, mm-hmm. Andrew. We have it's actually a good slate this week. Yeah, I like it actually. Of college games, uh, first one we have Iowa versus or Iowa at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Uh, I I have Michigan. I just they were so bad against Wisconsin. They had a good bounce back week against Rutgers, and it was I Rutgers. Think, I I know that, but I think they're finally finally going to catch their stride. Uh, this Michigan team is a lot better than we give them credit for. They I know are. that Shea Patterson struggled. I got it. Am I going to pick them to beat Penn State next week? Probably not. No. But I think they're better than 19. So I think this is a game where they send a message. Um, I don't trust Nate Stanley on the road. So I'll, I'll take Michigan. This will be a very competitive game. Uh, but I just think that the Wolverines have better athletes. So I'll go Michigan. It's going to be it's gonna be low-scoring Big Ten football. like Just like we like it. This game's going to end probably 17-14 or something like that. If, if even that high. Uh... I'm going Iowa, though. I like it. Going Iowa. Uh, we have next one. We have Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. Uh, I'm going Oklahoma State. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State. They showed me something. Uh, I picked them to lose to Kansas State last week, and uh, they proved me wrong. They got a good uh, home it's t- win. It's T Boone, man. Right. <laughs> t- you can't. You can't bet against them. I can't. So, um, yeah, this uh, look out for this running back, Chuba Hubbard. Ooh, great name. Ch- uh, yeah, Chuba, right? That's a name for you. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, number 30 for Oklahoma State. He is one of the most underrated uh, running backs in college football. He, he runs between the tackles very hard. He catches passes. He does it all. So take a look out for him. By the way, this Texas Tech team only put up the, the, the Big 12 is supposed to be, like, 56 to 54, like, every week. Yep. The Oklahoma defense that was, like, so shitty, quote-unquote, 
hold held Texas Tech to thirteen last well, also, week. I think. I mean, Oklahoma's defense is much improved. I think they were one hundred and twenty ninth last year in total defense. Something like that, yeah. And they're much improved. So, mm-hmm. uh, you got Oklahoma State as well. Yeah, I have Oklahoma State. Uh, I I don't know what happened to Alan Bowman. I think he's hurt or something. I, I, I'm really not sure, but they have uh, Jet Duffy playing quarterback over at Texas Tech. So it, it, it's kind of a disaster there at Lubbock. They're kind of in shambles without Cliff Kingsbury. They're treading water. Yeah, give, give me Oklahoma State on the road. Go uh, get it done. The SEC big matchup of the week is Auburn at Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida's defense is the truth. They have a, they have a very good defense. They are so good. However, their offense, I do not trust it. I do not. Yeah, so I, at work, you know, I work at a golf course. I push mow a lot of greens. I cut a lot of grass. So while I'm doing that, I listen to the, uh, I listen to College Football Live uh, on ESPN, that podcast, and I also listen to the College Football Podcast, which is uh, Kevin Agandi and uh, Kerb Herbstreet and David Pollock. I mean, David... anything, anything Herbstreet sounds is going to be gold. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Love Kirk Herbstreet, Ohio State alum, known Penn State fan. Yeah, exactly. So I've been listening to them a lot, and they have both talked up this Florida defense. Mm-hmm. And the game is at the Swamp. Yep. So I think it's a close game, definitely. I think it. Uh, the line, Johnny, you might have to uh, fact check this for me. I think the line is Auburn by three. Let me look here. Yeah, look that up. But um, they both talked up the Florida defense, but they both gave the slight edge to Auburn because. Uh, so Auburn is a two and a half point favorite. Oh, it went down to two and a half. Okay, I well, yeah. No, they're favored. You said they were dog. Did you see them as dog earlier in the week? No, I, I thought I said Auburn was favored. No, no. Other way around. You said you said Auburn was a dog. But if I, meant, did, I if I said that, I, that was an accident. Okay. So, so yeah, Auburn is favored by two and a half. Yeah, okay. So, that's about what I, w- I would have thought. Um, yeah, but I think that they just kind of, they kind of trust... Bo Nix a little bit more than they trust this uh, something task. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I can't remember his first name. So disrespectful to him. He's the backup quarterback of Florida because Felipe Franks was, uh, he got hurt. Who sucks, by the way? Felipe Franks is so overrated. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, no, um, you, you and Ryan both are big Florida haters. I don't hate Florida. I just... You kind of do. I, I don't like how they're fucking hyped up every year. That being said, we hype up Penn State every year. I get that. I do. But Florida being 5-0, and both of them are 5-0. and I mean, Florida has a good defense, but it's the offense. If, they, if Florida turns the offense around, they got a legit shot. They're, probably, they're not going to win the SEC, but they have a legit shot at a New Year's Six. If they get the offense turned around. If not, then it's going to be a mediocre bowl game. Uh, next, we have Texas at West Virginia. I don't think I ever said my pick, but I am picking Auburn. Yep, I, I, fig- I figured you were. Yeah, but I, I, it's going to be it's it's going to be a 
a dogfight. Oh yeah, no, it'll be a good game. I think I think Florida is worth being number ten. I don't think they're overrated, or underrated. They're right where they should be. Yep. It'll be a hard fought game in the swamp, but Auburn will edge them because I was very impressed with Auburn in the fact that they came back against a two touchdown deficit against Oregon, and they were able to win on the road at Kyle Field at Texas A and M. Whatever. So we have Texas at West Virginia. War Eagle. Yeah. Texas at West Virginia. I'm taking Texas. Yeah, Texas. I Like, West Virginia. West Virginia's not bad. They, they're, not... They, they're a lot better than I gave them credit for. I thought they were absolute garbage after, like, two weeks of this season. They played, um... So they played... Damn it. They played somebody week one and only won by seven, and it was not a good look. And then they got week two, they absolutely got their shit kicked in by Mizzou. And I was like, this West Virginia team is bad without David Sills and Will Greer. But they've come back and they've shown me that they can win games. However, uh, they're just, they're not good enough to beat Texas. So No, they they are not. I'll take the Uh, horns. That was a hard one for me to pick. Virginia Tech at Miami. I'll go Miami. I I watched Virginia Tech last week. They lost by 30 plus points at home to Duke. They're in shambles. Yeah, that school is dead. They're dead, plain and simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Miami as well. Uh, we Air Force at Navy. I like Air Force. I like Air Force simply because their mascot died this week, so they're coming for blood. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, Georgia at Tennessee, one, two, three. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh... Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio I don't think, State. if what I heard was correct, I don't think Michigan State has scored a touchdown on Ohio State since 2016. So we might have to fact check it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put it past them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking Ohio State. I like. Where's uh where is Justin Fields in your uh Heisman ranking right now? Third. Behind who? Uh Jalen Hurts and Oh god, who's the other one? I'm missing I'm missing obvious ones. Uh what wait, what's your four? Because you're gonna say the name I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, right now my if I had to vote right now, my number one would be Joe Burrow. That was it. That was it. It was Joe Burrow. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably have Burrow, Hurts, and then be it probably Justin Fields, and then toss up between Jonathan Taylor and uh, Tua. But um, oh yeah, Tua or no? Excuse me, not Burrow. Tua Hurts Fields. Burrow, Varts. That's my top five. Okay. Forgetting Alabama for a second. I don't know how, but I did. Um, uh, h- hang on just a second, John. So, 2018, Michigan State lost to Ohio State 26-6. to And then the year before was... As soon as I find it, we're going to be golden. Well, who are you picking? Are you picking Ohio State? 
Yeah, obviously. Okay. Uh, the year before, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The year before was forty-eight to three. Good so. God. So yeah, that's that's about all you need to know. Michigan State's four and one, and well, that's that's a. Oh oh oh! By the way, by the way, by the way. So, a couple episodes ago, when I was getting into that argument with Ryan about uh, Clemson, yeah. we were talking about Clemson's schedule and how Texas A&M wasn't ranked, quote-unquote. Right. I, I said that they, oh, wow, Texas A&M wasn't ranked. Uh, truth be told, I was accidentally looking at last year's Week 6 rankings because me and Ryan were talking about Week 6 last year and how... Um, you know, how, how much things can change. So I had pulled that up so I could take a screenshot of it, and I forgot to switch back to 2019. Uh-huh. So that's why I thought Texas A&M wasn't ranked. But they are ranked, and I bring that up right now because they're ranked 25th, tied with Michigan State for number 25. So that's what that is. But I uh, Texas A&M's got a, an absolute brutal schedule. So they're playing Alabama this week, I think, and um, they still have to play at Georgia and at LSU. That like that's almost not even fair. I mean, that's three losses. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so, Good team, but bad schedule. Yeah, uh, we have Cal at Oregon. Uh, I love Cal's defense. I thought it was really, really harsh of the AP to drop them from 15 to out of the rankings after one loss. Uh, but with that being said, they, they can't win at Austin Stadium, so I'll take Oregon. Is there, because they had their backup quarterback in last week, didn't they? Who did, Cal? Yeah. I actually don't know. You might be right. I don't know. I'm going, I'm going Oregon as well. Although that was, I mean, it's it was tough. Because, I mean... Cal is good, but I don't think they go into Oregon and win. Uh, and finally, we have Washington at Stanford. And, I mean, that's a pretty easy pick. I'm going Washington. Go dogs. Yep. So that is, that is the college picks of the week. And we will get to final thoughts. Andrew, what do you got? Uh, so, tonight... If you've been watching the NFL on Fox or college football on Fox, you'll know that um, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live were both on USA for a very long time. Monday Night Raw is going to stay on USA, but SmackDown is coming to uh, Fox on Friday nights. So uh, the premiere of SmackDown on Fox is tonight. And uh, this is a very, very big deal because they're trying to get everybody to watch. So this is going to be a, a, a huge night tonight. I think The Rock is making an appearance. Uh, rumors circulating that Stone Cold or John Cena will make an appearance. But the headline is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston in a championship match for the uh, uh, WWE Championship. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in tonight for that. And, you know, uh, Raw has always been a, um, it's kind of like, Raw is the older brother of SmackDown, really. Raw was there first. Raw always has better storylines, better main events. That's just the way it is. That's the way it goes. 
Um, WWE tries to build up SmackDown as much as they can, and it's interesting, but it's never quite the same. So, um, but this is probably one of the biggest nights in SmackDown history, so I'm definitely going to be tuning in, and that means something because there's also UCF at Cincinnati, which will probably decide the, um, the American Athletic East Division tonight. I know we're only in October, but, like, this game is probably going to decide who wins the division. So, you know, I got two huge things on the uh, on the docket for me. So, uh-huh. uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. And also, I meant to say it on the last episode, but Ryan turned... I know he's not here right now, but Ryan turned 24 October 1st. Happy birthday to him and our very own John Burnett. The person whose idea it was for this podcast, actually, like months and months and months ago, way long ago, it was his idea to start this podcast. Uh, he turned, what, 25 today? Yeah, I am 25 today. So happy birthday, Johnny. Thank you for that. Uh, my final thought is the MLB playoffs are going on, and it's always it's always interesting, playoff baseball, because we forget once the NFL starts in September, we forget that baseball is still happening. We forget that last month, um, and we have so we have Cardinals at Braves, Twins Yankees, which I will be watching a little bit of tonight because I need I need the Twins to win, just I, I need it, need it badly. Uh, Dodgers just looked, just put the Nationals in their place last night. Walker Bueller looked incredible. Uh, the Rays and the Astros. The Astros are taking that in three, I believe. Um, so yeah, that it's going to be most of my weekend. I do, I do like Atlanta over the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals won last night. So that is that. And with that, we will see you guys on Monday for our recap of the. I think it's time to let go. Will you tell me?